0: the kitchen table theology podcast where pastor Jeff Cranston along with our host Jen Denton will discuss biblical theology in an understandable way you'll discover how to apply biblical truth to your life thanks for joining us at the table let's get started
1: well hello again and welcome back to kitchen table theology I'm your host Jen Denton and along with pastor Jeff Cranston We're systematically unfolding what the scripture teaches regarding what many of us sometimes think might be hard to understand theological topics. But we believe what Michael Lawrence said practical problems have theological answers. So the answer is not whether or not you're going to be. So the
2: question is not.
1: The question is not, yes, the question is not whether or not you are going to be a theologian. But what kind of theologian you're going to be. Thanks, as always, for your clarification. It's it's still early in the morning. It is. It is. And we've got some review to do here because we're always working hard at Kitchen Table Theology to make some biblically sound theologians of our listeners. Mm -hmm. And today's podcast is now our 11th episode in a series on the end times. And we've touched on a lot. I had no
2: intention of doing this many. (laughs) Because it just scared me to death. It just kept
1: going and going, but it's all been good. I
2: don't know if we're done yet.
1: I don't think so. I don't think so, because today is now part two (laughs) of what was just going to be one episode in part 10, or episode 10. So far, we've touched on the overview of the end times, the rapture, the tribulation, signs of the end times, the millennial reign of Christ, who and what are Gog and Magog, and last podcast, we started talking about the seals, trumpets, and bolts.
2: Yes, we did. Yes, yeah,
1: so let's review that a little bit because that can kind of get a little confusing sometimes. I'm going to do a quick review for us. We have three series that are coming down, and in this first series are the judgments. Three judgments. series of judgments. The first series of judgments are the seals, and the there broken
2: are broken seals on there that are scroll. Seven of them. Yep.
1: And that first seal is a rider on a white horse that symbolizes peace. That second seal is a rider on a red horse that represents conflict. The third seal is a rider on a black horse that represents famine and the results of that conflict. The fourth seal is a rider on a pale horse that represents death and the war, death by disease and famine and things like that. And
2: you have made a decision to call it a pale horse and not a green horse. Yes, just, I just like pale just horse
1: like, and green you're the, horse. You're the same
2: person who a couple of podcasts ago, after we read a Bible passage, said, well, I don't like the way that that's worded. Yes, so I'm just,
0: I'm choosing, to, I'm just no. choosing to omit and think, that I, I part. I think yep. you're
2: being biblically accurate. <laughs> I really do.
0: So we've
1: got those first four, which we have said are the four horsemen. The four horsemen of the yes. apocalypse. Which they talk about a lot in Westerns.
2: Yeah, and it's <laughs> just like this image for- of four riding horses. You know? Sure.
1: So then our fifth seal is the early martyrs. The sixth seal is the vision of the time of their vengeance, and then the seventh seal is silence in heaven. The literal calm before the storm. So that's that first series. Which
2: sounds wonderful and peaceful and lovely, but in the context of everything, the silence of heaven is just like scary to it me. It just
1: makes me think cuz you know, we have hurricanes here and when you get tornadoes and those hurricanes and then you're on that outer you know, like right before you get... And you're get, just waiting to... And I will say, it is green. It is not yeah. pale. There is a green yeah. aura that's there. So yes, no, that is not comforting to me at all. That is very yeah, scary to me. Yeah, and there's,
2: you know, you think about heaven, there's there's constantly the 24 elders around the throne giving praise to God and the angels and holy, 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 and mm-hmm. there's, heaven's not noisy, but heaven's not completely silent, and mm-hmm. now it's going to be completely silent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's the end of that first series. Then our second series is the one with the trumpets. Mm -hmm. We're going to call that one that one. (laughs) So there are, again, seven trumpets, correct?
2: Between there, between the first series of judgments and the second series, we meet the 144,000 Jewish evangelists. Okay. So go ahead with the trumpets.
1: Okay. So trumpet one will destroy vegetation along with timber, fuel, and food. Trumpet two is a volcanic eruption turning the sea to blood. Trumpet three will be a meteorite that collides with earth, resulting in contaminated water. Trumpet four is the curtailment, or I guess uh, like a blanket, it gets dark, of celestial light. And then trumpets five, six, and seven contain what we refer to as the woes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So trumpet five, the first of the woes is the torment of humans. And then trumpet six, or the second woe, is the
2: slaughter of the people.
1: The beginning stages of that sound a lot like plagues that we see back in the, there's the a Old lot Testament. Of
2: carry, yeah, yeah, the the plagues in Exodus. There, there's there's mm-hmm. a lot of parallels for sure, and that's that's kind of where we left it last time, and that took us up to the midway point of the tribulation. And so, on today's podcast, we will. Talk about the final three and a half years of the tribulation. And that kicks off with the seventh trumpet. Now, so, Jen, after all of this has happened. Yes. All of the judgments of the broken seals, all the judgments of the six trumpets, all the judgments of the three woes, how do people respond to all that who are still alive? And Revelation 9, 20, 20 and 21 tells us that. So how about reading that for us?
1: But the people who did not die in these plagues still refused to repent of their evil deeds and turn to God.
2: I Make mean, you believe that? No. They still <laughs> refuse.
0: You would have yeah, had me. What the, the first You'd have had me to loss one. of vegetation. Oh my god!
2: <laughs>
1: no, you would have had me a long time ago. They continued to worship demons and idols made of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood that can neither see nor hear nor walk, and they did not repent of their murders or their witchcraft or their sexual immorality or their thievery.
2: And so then comes the seventh trumpet. So now we're in the second half of the tribulation. This is in correlation with the third woe, trumpet 5, the torment of people, trumpet 6, the slaughter of people. Now trumpet 7, this third woe is the world rule of Satan. So as, as we said in the last podcast, everything is just getting progressively worse. This seventh trumpet judgment in Revelation 13 consists of uh, Satan's activities upon his confinement to earth during this time, the second half of the tribulation. Revelation 13 presents the, that political war-making entity, this Middle Eastern 10-nation federation, And the men through whom Satan will rule over the earth. That's the beast out of the sea. This is a different beast than the Antichrist. And his second in command, which is the false prophet.
1: We need to check on our listeners right now (laughs) because we we jumped in. (laughs) We jumped in full force. So how you doing? Are you able to keep track?
2: All right. Well, we just did a good summary. So we've got now two
1: series that are done. Yeah. Okay. We've got the the bowls. And the
2: no, the bowls are the, now.
1: <laughs> yeah, even I'm not to... <laughs> keeping track. This is why we have show notes. <laughs> we
2: have the seven broken seals. Yes, we have the seven trumpet judgments. Yes, okay, and that's left us now with the world domination by Satan, who's been confined to Earth at this time, and he brings what's called a beast of the sea and the false prophet to help him, along with the world rulers of you know men and women who are ruling these nations. Well, I'm saying men and women. I don't. I don't know if they're all men or they're all women or there's a mixture. But people who are going to be heads of this ten nation federation that is going against Israel. So this now we get to the the bowls of divine wrath. So this is the last series of judgments. So it would be a good place for us to we'll end all of this today on this. So kitchen table theologian. Here we here we go. The last series of judgments is described as bowls of God's wrath, and they're going to be poured out near the end of the tribulation. These bowls and the judgment they contain will be released by angels pouring out their contents on all who received the mark of the beast. Mm. This mark of the beast acts as a seal for the followers of the Antichrist and the false prophet that people will have to have in the end times in order to buy or sell the false prophet is the one who causes people to take this mark and the mark the bible tells us is literally placed on the hand or the forehead and is not simply a a, a card someone carries
1: all right so we're going to we're going to rabbit trail this one a little bit because you know people over the years over decades i mean probably centuries yeah thousands of years maybe i I think so have thought all sorts of things about what this mark of the beast you know my my grandma was beside herself when i got my first tattoo i can only imagine (laughs) many people believe that tattoos are a mark of the beast some say credit cards are the mark some people think that we're going to be implanted with chips and that's going to be the mark of the beast some have even said that giving, getting the COVID vaccine <laughs> is the mark of the beast. So can you bring some light on this? What is the mark of the beast?
2: Well, I can try. <laughs> so as always, let's stick to what God's Word says, and here's what we know from it. The Bible states that anyone who receives the mark of the beast is eternally condemned. Therefore, it's very important that the mark of the beast be correctly identified. So from what the Bible says about the mark of the beast, here's what we can know for certain. Number one, the mark of the beast is going to be instituted during the tribulation, during the reign of the Antichrist. That's in Revelation 13. Number two, Revelation 13 tells us the mark of the beast will be required for anyone to be able to buy and sell. Number three some form of worship of and or allegiance to the Antichrist will be required to receive the mark of the beast. And that's mentioned a number of times, about Mm -hmm. five times in Revelation. Number four, it will somehow relate to the number 666. Mm -hmm. Number five, lastly, anyone who refuses to take the mark of the beast will be killed. That's what we know.
1: So that should bring some relief to my grandma. And it should be, <laughs> be a relief to some people who think that it might happen to us without knowing it, right? So
2: Yeah, like we could just get it and we wouldn't. And you we wouldn't, wouldn't know, know it.
1: it. Okay. So where were we? <laughs> yeah.
2: Bowls of wrath.
1: Bowls. We're back to bowls. Yes. And I don't think we covered the third scene in heaven prior to the bowls judgment. What was going on in heaven at that that part?
2: Let's come back to that in just a second, because I'm just thinking of something here. The the number 666. Oh, yeah. So a lot of people have believed, well, that is the mark of the beast. Well, the Bible doesn't say specifically that the number 666 is the mark of the beast. It's related to it somehow. Mm -hmm. But we have this idea that somehow they're going to tattoo three sixes on your forehead or on the back of your What do you call this? Part of your hand, the back of your hand. This is called a hand. (laughs) Uh, Can you hear that, everybody? I'm I'm showing you, and you can't see. Maybe that's why I never went into radio. (laughs) Um, You know, or they would they would tattoo six 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 on the back of your hand. Mm -hmm. All we know is the Bible says the mark of the beast will relate to that number, but is it specifically that number that's going to be on a person? That's still a little bit fuzzy. Okay. So you were asking, okay, the bowls of wrath, we, we didn't cover. So there, I, I said in the last podcast, there are scenes that occur in heaven between the judgments, the series of judgments, and we've covered two of those. So here's what's going on. Now, the seventh trumpet judgment has occurred, and we're before the first bowl. So the third scene occurs in heaven in Revelation fourteen. That includes another glimpse. We get another glimpse of the one hundred and forty four thousand Jewish mm-hmm. evangelists slash witnesses. We see an angel presenting the gospel. Which something's going to have to change there because right now angels don't fully comprehend the gospel. Because Paul writes about you know these are these are the gospel is a mystery to angels at this point. So maybe that veil's going to remove from their collective eyes. And in that third scene in heaven, you're looking ahead to the final judgment upon the nations of the world, which is the Battle of Armageddon. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going <laughs> There's on. There's a and lot it's all, going on. Isn't that a busy seven years? I mean, can it is. all of that being crammed into seven earthly years?
1: Yeah, yeah. So please continue. What are exactly the bold judgments?
2: Okay, Revelation 16. There are seven bowl judgments, seven trumpets, seven seals. The first bowl judgment consists of foul, painful ulcers. It's very reminiscent of one of the Egyptian plagues in Exodus 9. Bowl 2, the coagulation of seawater. Bowl 3, turning fresh water to blood. Again, reminiscent of Exodus 7. Bowl four, an increase in solar radiation. We've already had a curtailment of mm-hmm. celestial light. Now there's going to be an increase in solar radiation. Bowl five, supernatural darkness. I mean, there's all lights are going on, lights are going off. It's crazy stuff going on in the heavens. It's going to scare everybody to death. And something very similar to that kind of supernatural darkness occurred in Exodus 10. Bowl six, the drying up of the Euphrates River. That's pretty interesting. This will happen because there will be another federation of nations led by kings who will band together for the purpose of attacking the Antichrist and his 10 nation federation that he leads. They will come from the east, the Bible says, and the dry riverbed will be useful to them transporting all of the material of war, Mm. soldiers. You know, infantry, machines, whatever. But with Jesus's unexpected return, they will all end up fighting it out in Palestine at the Battle of Armageddon. Bowl seven is a judgment of earthquakes and hail. This is why I believe in the pre-tribulational rapture. I don't want to be here for any of this.
1: I was just thinking the same thing. I was going to ask you, is it okay if we pray that we are not here? (laughs) This
2: (laughs) For this <laughs> And I base that on, you know, the Bible says God does not destine his children for wrath. Mm. What is all of this but wrath? Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I have to say about that. So judgment of earthquakes in hell. These earthquakes, there, there, there's going to be one great earthquake, which is going to split the city of Babylon. And we haven't, Babylon's talked about in Revelation, we haven't mentioned that yet. Earthquakes are going to level cities of the nations the Bible says earthquakes are going to move islands and move mountains. Hailstones weighing approximately 110 pounds apiece will rain down on the earth. Taking, all this taking place immediately before Jesus' second coming. So, the, all this judgment, Bowl 7, is part of the avenging the blood of the early martyrs from that fifth mm-hmm. seal judgment. So great will be the devastation of these bowl judgments that unless the days are short, No human life would survive, and that's according to Jesus in Matthew 24, but they will be cut short, Jesus said, for the sake of the elect. Now, you might say, well, wait a second, the elect, that's Christians, Mm -hmm. so we will be here. Well, no, I don't think, I think the church will be raptured out, but again, millions are going to turn to Christ during Mm -hmm. the tribulation. Mm -hmm. They're going to be living through some of this. And for the sake of them, Jesus says, I'm going to cut these days short. Still, as disruptive and painful and horrific as these judgments will be, the wicked still will not repent of their evil. Then we have the second coming of Christ, the battle of Armageddon. Jesus wins it all, and Satan is bound for a thousand years. Now we start the 1,000-year millennial reign of Christ.
1: So you're saying that my 14-year-old son, who has a theory that Yellowstone is going to erupt and then Jesus is going to come back, might be thinking a little
2: too small. <laughs> I'm sure it will be one of millions.
1: <laughs> one of many. One of many. But he's not wrong, holy. Ooh, ooh, what a couple of podcasts yeah. we've had today. I, I have often used this phrase when I've started a new job, but this is something totally different. It's like getting a sip of water.
2: Out of, out a, of fire a fire high. hydrant. So. Well, and you know, it's a good reminder to us, I think, to just say, thank God for my salvation. Absolutely. And thank God for the rapture of the church, that the Christians who, before the tribulation, are are not going to go through this. Mm-hmm. Now, again, there's a lot of Christians who do believe that they will, but God has not destined his children for wrath. And, and G- Jesus says, even those who come to Christ— after the tribulation begins, we're going to we're going to see all kinds of of stuff going on. So, just a re, quick recap, Jen. Let we can kind of do this together. We've got three series of judgments, yep. which are
1: seals, trumpets,
2: and bowls. Good. So if we Yay. do another quiz, okay, you you're one for one.
1: I like the true or false, though. So let's and, stick with the true or false if we ever do a quiz again. <laughs>
2: Oh, by the way, you did really well on the quiz. and Apparently not as well as your
1: granddaughter, though.
2: My 10-year-old granddaughter (laughs) got the same score as Jen. I was so proud. I'm proud of you both for doing that. And again, Kitchen Table Theologian, if you got 100% on that, let us know. So far, no one has let us know. So Mm. uh, anyway, after interspersed between the judgments, the series of judgments, there's going some incredible things taking place in heaven. All of these judgments- Occurring during that- Seven seals, seven bowls, seven trumpets are occurring during- That seven-year tribulation period. And that's all culminating in what? Battle of Armageddon
1: and, thankfully, the second coming of our reigning Christ.
2: Amen to that.
1: Well, Pastor Jeff, thanks for all of that and for helping us all be well-informed, eschatological-
2: Eschatologically. Tomato, tomato. (laughs) Or or we've completely confused everyone. Yes.
1: <laughs> well, Kitchen Table Theologians, thanks so much for sticking with us and listening today at Kitchen Table Theology. If today's podcast or any of our previous podcasts have been helpful to you, we'd love to get your help in getting this content content out even further we
2: shouldn't record in the mornings anymore our our language doesn't work too well and let me remind you again kitchen table theologian go check out the episode notes wherever you're listening to your podcast because all this all this in summary form is written out there for you and this you said at the the, the top is our 99th 99th so our next one lord willing unless Maybe we'll be raptured out before 100.
1: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs>
2: but if we have an episode 100, we'll do something special. I don't have a clue what. Our concat that
1: day will be really good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll, I don't know what we'll do, but we're Man, I 100 I never thought 100. we would get this far. 100. But off we go. But we have a big announcement to make on the 100th podcast. We do. Yes. I'll just be I'll surprised. Tell you later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll just be I'll just be shocked like everyone else. Well, hey, don't forget to head on over to jeffcranston.com for more information about Pastor Jeff, his books, sermons, leadership notes, and blog posts. Another week, another great podcast. We'll be back again for 100. We will remind you then, as we always do, that the real power of theology is not only knowing it, but applying it.
0: You've been listening to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast with Jen Denton and Pastor Jeff Cranston. Join us next time for more insights into biblical truth. If you'd like to know more on today's topic, you can check out the show notes at jeffcranston.com. You can also email us at pastorjeff at lowcountrycc.org. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes? We deeply appreciate your help in getting the word out. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or in your favorite podcasting app to continue this journey with us as we learn about and apply God's word to our lives. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time here at Kitchen Table Theology.